Welcome to the podcast channel of the East Bay Unity Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. The opinions expressed here are those of individual members and do not represent OA as a whole. For more information about our intergroup, please visit our website at eastbayoa.org. Hi, I'm Britta, a very grateful member of this program and a compulsive eater and uh, at times a, well, probably still a bit of a compulsive overeater, but at times, you know, it was was just compulsive in what I wanted to put in my mouth. Um, so I have been in and out of these rooms for many a long year, probably certainly over 30 years. I came in through doing a fourth step in another program and realizing that I had just so much angst over, you know, size, body weights and all the rest of it. And in fact, um, the truth of it was that was where my self-hate resided. I was sitting in the rooms in our wonderful 7 a.m., which I went to in person for a long time. Um, and like never, never quite, never quite knew uh, why I was going. I, I knew it was like the food that was, and all of that. But it's only more, you know, after many years that I realized, you know, about the kind of recovering my spirit, what we call spiritual recovery. And, um, Anyway, it was sitting in the, the room one morning. <laughs> I get some great awakenings just sitting on those chairs or, you know, on the Zoom now. Just like I realized that for <sighs> or maybe 60, no, 70 years of my life, I had thought that I was fat and ugly. Really deeply, deeply believed it. That's what I got, was the, that deeply, deeply I believed I was fat and ugly. And now it's amazing to me. Um, I can, and, and it's it's one of the gifts of Zoom in ways. I can look at myself on the screen and think, this is like going to bring tears, and think I actually do love myself. It's, I mean, and that's, that's really new, very new. And, the, and I noticed like some of my sisters, I won't look at photographs of themselves or don't want to be in photographs, you know, and because it's when you hate yourself, it's hard to look at yourself and feel good about it and stuff. And I, I, and another th- thing about that, I realized that, and I'm, I'm consciously making myself look at straight at the screen. I realized that I was talking about it to someone yesterday that um, maybe halfway through my program, you know, through my OA experience, I realized that I never looked at people in their eyes. I always looked down when I talked to them. And now I'm really consciously making myself look straight at the screen and and um, look at people's eyes. And... Um, so right now I'm feeling, you know, the sadness 
because that really meant how you know degraded I was and um, and I'm I know it was certain people in you know authority figures in my life that you weren't supposed to look straight at you were always supposed to look down so you know I continue to recover to just keep you know and it's definitely and it's absolutely amazing it's absolutely amazing so um Anyway, the uh, I'll start off where I've just realized in the last, you know, week or so, the the latest part of my program that I'm at. I have three around my body issues. I have there's three parts. I mean, there's this first part that um, learned to hate myself as a body in the human body. You know, the self-hate, because I was never the right size. I was fat and ugly. And um, so that was the first level of recovery for me to get through that. And part of getting through that was actually, um, uh, I was going to say allowing myself, but it was really like, you know, a greater power, just whatever inner guide, whatever of my life that that uh, allowed me to take back the food the actual, and um, learned to not hate myself, no matter what size I was. And that was a huge part. It didn't last as long as the first part of self-hate, but it was, and it was triggered by my husband walking out after, what, 35 years of marriage or something like that, just, to, <laughs> just actually going out the door one day and as he opened the door he said I'm leaving I've got a new apartment and you can pay the mortgage (laughs) like I mean you know that's but you know we are together again and I learned to love him in spite of his unrecovery stuff anyway um so what really what saved me was the food at that time because I didn't know how to do it any other way. And um, and so I dropped out of the program because I had what I had seen or heard in the way my brain listened and heard stuff was, you know, you had to be abstinent, you had to be on a food plan, to be in program. And I wasn't, and it, it was really a definitely at a body level though it was happening, you know? And it was the first time in my life that I was not ashamed of my size. I I just, because I used to take myself out to dinner and things like that. And it was just an amazing experience because I realized that, that I wasn't hating myself for the size I was. I was kind of letting myself do it. So it was really at that kind of body level. And then, and I got to be the highest I did. Um, I stopped weighing myself at about, um, 200 pounds I think so I got to be probably 230 or something and then and this is absolutely true one morning I was stepping out of my shower and I heard a voice in my head say you know I've always wondered what it would be like to be this size I mean you know I know like in some ways if you had voices that spoke to you you might end up in a psychiatric ward 
I've had a couple of major times in my life when I've had that experience of an actual voice that didn't sound like my voice, but was, you know, I guess from deep inside me or whatever. And then, you know, and then exercise came into my life and um, I just, and, and I, and I was never able to do a food plan because I had dieted. That was like self-will. I really heard that this morning too. You know, because I had dieted all my life to try and be the body size that would make me appealing to someone. To someone. Um, and of course, you know, there's a lot of sexual abuse in my background. So I didn't have much, you know, uh, good experience with men and stuff. And um, so, anyway, uh, you know, it's all this body level stuff, so I have to take a breath after saying that I've had sexual abuse, it's always hard. So, um, yeah, so that, that was like another phase when I started my, you know, my brain, I guess, started to not... Uh, condemn myself for being large or whatever and um, that's been an ongoing thing in my brain too like um, really even more laterally um, loving people who are in large bodies and not judging all people's body size and stuff like that and that's that's um, still ongoing and more new in my in my brain but anyway this this third part of myself that i'm now finding is um that i i actually really do want to look you know uh smart in my clothes it's kind of like the part of me that would always have liked to be you know a natty dresser and, you know, attractive and kind of, yeah, attractive in my body, I guess. Um, now, I have to say, guys, I have to say, <laughs> I'm 82. And this, I'm just really recognizing that this was always a part of me that never got a chance to show itself. But I, you know, over, yeah, I mean, over some time now, I have been, um, you know, uh, buying nicer clothes and things like that. So the last time I was in Ireland, I remember my niece kind of <laughs> took me to the store, a store and brought me like, bought me really, you know, um, younger looking clothes and stuff like that. And now, like, because laterally I haven't been, I've been trying to do, listen to my body more about what to eat and I mean really going with it and not worrying too much about what size I was getting but now I'm tight in some of those clothes and, and there's this part of me showing up that just doesn't want to be I, I really feel like it's a third part around my body size and how I show up physically in the world um, of you know wanting to stylish, stylish is what I call it of really wanting to be stylish. So I, that just showed up a few days ago. That's why I'm talking about it. It just showed up a few days ago, this part of me. So I think now I'm on a new kind of journey to, 
to looking maybe more deeply at my food, although I have to really give it over to a greater power because I don't know if it is about cutting down portions or what it is because I can't take that control in you know into into my hands i just can't take that control over my food and weight into any kind of willpower place i gave up the scales a good while ago because i realized that um they totally controlled you know if i if i was putting on weight then it was another diet uh, you know all kind of what we call willpower and now it's it's um it definitely i have to keep keep making sure that i give it over to you know a greater power cosmic energy the meetings actually your you know beautiful caring energy that i have to let into to uh you know to help this this new venture now um so it was is that nearly time did i see it? You have about 2 minutes left Bertha. Oh yeah, okay. Well then that's good. Too. So this is a, it's like a new venture in in really giving this over to a greater power which I kind of see as a loving greater power um or I call the universe or the cosmic energy and uh, so it's another very delicate uh, making sure it's not I'm not taking back will power and stuff. So um and just you know the relapse recovery has is definitely so much that part of my life because um the food has has been important to me at times and i've i've needed to have a little bits of things and listening deeply to myself so that's what i the trust in like a greater energy that's beyond you know food plans or anything um is really what i have to lean into even more deeply now so i think that's a good place to end thank you so much